Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is Monday. It is time for the Hangover Crew, and yeah, we're hangover. We're hangover. Yeah, we're hungover with news, my friends, <laughs> and it's big news because the Pittsburgh Steelers have found the man that should be competing for the QB one position. Now I say com- competing. You know what? I'm sucking already this morning. I'm. Uh, in fact, it's not even morning. Let's start this over. <laughs> Pittsburgh Nothing to Steelers see fans. here. Please disperse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to do it again because I know the podcast producer. Let me do that. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again for the hangover. And there's a reason to be hungover today because there is big news. One of the biggest free agent signings in <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers history. It's Mitch Trubisky coming to the Berg. Whether you love it or you don't, we're going to talk Mitch, Mitch, and more Mitch today. Here we go. Tony Defio, what is going on? I'm great. I'm, I, I'm glad that uh, it was Curtis. Curdy. I'm glad Mitch was a Curtis. Curt, I can't talk. Courteous enough to sign before I show us. So we have something to talk about. Sorry. You know, that always seems to happen. Shannon White. You weren't around too much uh, last year around this time on this show. Mm-mm. So we, Tony and I used to always get the breaking news. We so Stuff would happen on Monday <laughs> all the time. And here, here it goes again. What's up, buddy? I'm, I'm excited. I, 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 we've talked about it before. I was wanting him and he was one of the guys that I thought they should target. And so I'm glad they got it out of the way, but we got to get us some offensive line and help now. We definitely do. And that's the Steelers. You know, I expect them to be looking at it. I don't expect them to be done this week, but let's just go ahead and we will go ahead and talk about Mitch Trubisky. We're not going to say he signed yet because this is the tampering period. So he has agreed to a contract with the Pittsburgh Steelers and he's already tweeted it out. And that looks pretty good. I mean, he's excited. He says he's excited. So there you go. Now we're going to, what I really want you to do in the live chat here is I just want you to go ahead and let us know what you think about this transaction. Just happy or sad, love it or hate it. Just write love it or hate it. And I want to just take a little bit of a poll. So that's what we'll do. We don't know the money yet, and we're assuming that the money is going to be anywhere between the 10 and 15 range. We're hoping more closer to 10. You know, I would expect it to be probably around 12. Shannon, what's your thoughts on the money that we don't know yet? I'm I'm with you. I'm hoping it's between 10 and 12, but, you know, he chose the Steelers over the Giants, he said. So, um I think it could be for organizational, you know, stability, but it could have been the money. He said they might have had to go over 12. All right. Tony Defio. I'm guessing it's going to be over 12 because he was the number one free agent quarterback on the market, presumably uh, him, maybe Jameis Winston. So for him to sign so fast, I think if he didn't think the market was there for him, he probably would have waited uh, to see what else was out there. I don't think he would have agreed to terms so quickly if it wasn't for what he wanted. So I think it's probably going to be over 12 million. I mean, he's going to want to be a starter. I mean, that's 
and there are a lot of teams out there that are looking for Chargers. So, you know, he, he had to leverage. Well, the Steelers are using a very Dave Schofield type answer, just saying, well, we're bringing him in to compete with Mason Rudolph. Okay. You know, so they're not going to commit. But when we see the numbers on that, you're going to know that it's a commitment and you're going to know yes. that he's the definitive starter. And if he's not, then this is a lot of problems. I mean, this is uh, you're, this is going to be a huge problem if right. he is not the starter. And I, I would expect that he is. So let me ask you this, this question. We're getting a lot of, it seems like we're getting more love it's. We're getting some neutrals. Um, we're getting a couple of hate it's, but it seems more love it's here. Um, you mentioned the Giants, Tony. And if that was Tony who mentioned that, it might have been Shannon. But it seemed that in this situation that he, it was mentioned that he, he felt the organizational structure was better and he thought that, uh, better chance to win and i think i think he really goes along with uh what matt canada is trying to do as well you've got a mobile quarterback you've got a guy that has had a really good winning percentage as a starter went 11 and 3 one year um was a boinked field goal attempt from uh going from going into the second round of the playoffs you know the guy has some talent there's uh but he's also played for the bears and he also underachieved so for you not to get that second contract with your original team that means that you do have some warts but from what you see shannon do you think that there are more pros than cons in this move no definitely he um i made a statement earlier that he was overdrafted and somebody said well if he was overdrafted you know you're talking about how talented he is and he has arm talent and athleticism. Those are the guys that are first-round draft picks. But he went to Chicago. They did not have the surrounding – they couldn't surround him with the talent that he needed. And it's a quarterback graveyard in, hmm. you know, Chicago. They've When you're talking about Jim McMahon being one of your greatest quarterbacks ever, that tells you <laughs> that, you know, you're not a quarterback factory at, at, the, at the least. So – um, I think that he probably got an opportunity to learn a lot last year, uh, sitting behind Josh Allen and with Buffalo. I think he's coming in. You know, you look at the, between the Giants and the Steelers, he has Tomlin, he has the Roonies. Uh, and I think that it was pretty much an easy decision because he's very familiar with the Steelers organization. And uh, so I, I think he made the right decision. And I think he could be a really good bridge quarterback. And maybe more. Just we'll just have to see how it pans out. There you go. Now, Tony, what are your thoughts about this? Do you feel that Mitch Trubisky is here to be a bridge, or do you feel that he could be the future starter for this team? And new scenery is re- going to be really good for this guy. Well, when you think about it, you know, if you draft a guy that high in 2017, I mean, are are you or the if as, as a team or the player, are you are you saying, well, I hope in 2022 I get to be a bridge quarterback? No, you're still hoping to, you're hoping to be in the prime of your career. So my point is, there's uh, there's still a lot of pedigree there, and he's a recent draft pick. So uh, if you get him in in here, and 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 he has improved from his time in Chicago, he he benefited from his time in Buffalo, then he could be the guy for the next five or ten years. And and if you can find the guy that quickly so quickly after Ben Roethlisberger retired, then, you know, count your lucky stars. So 
uh, yeah, he, you know, right now, yeah, it looks like he could be the bridge quarterback to, to your next big guy, but he's also 27 years old. And, and, you know, if, if you, if you can, you know, flesh out that, that, that first round talent, then, then he's your new, he can be your new franchise guy. So I, I think it, it can go either way, but, but I'm thinking minimum bridge, but he could be so much more than that. If, if, uh, if they can develop him further and, and get the most out of his abilities. Well, let's look at the numbers for Mitch Trubisky in his career. He started 12 games in 2017, his rookie year. And Tony mentioned the fact that they picked him number two overall in Chicago. One thing that you didn't mention, Tony, and it's interesting, is Chicago had the number three pick and San Francisco had the number two. They traded up to number two. They traded one spot to make sure that they got Trubisky. So they really coveted this guy coming out of the University of North Carolina. Quarterback record his first year, four and eight. He was had seven touchdowns and seven interceptions. His next season, he was a pro bowler, was 11-3. He had a 66.6 completion percentage, threw for 3,223 yards in 14 starts that year, 24 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. The next year, 15 starts, went 8-7, seven. 17 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. The next year, in 2020, I believe they were a playoff team. They eked into the playoffs. He had 16 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. And last year, in a backup role to Josh Allen, he had one interception, no touchdowns. He uh, did not start any games, but he appear appeared in six games. So his career, he's a 64.1 completion percentage. He has thrown for over 10,650 yards in his career. This is the stat I want to talk about. 64 touchdowns, 38 interceptions. That is, what, about 40% more than interceptions for touchdowns? That's incredible, guy. That's, that is a pretty good quarterback as far as that goes. Yeah. Shannon, what do you think about those stats? Well, two to one ratio for touchdowns to interceptions is kind of the goal uh, for a good to average quarterback. And uh, of course, you know anything above that is 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 gravy. But he's proven that he's an NFL capable quarterback. Over ten thousand yards, over sixty four percent completion percentage, all those things, um, and getting two teams with the bears that were not really that good into the playoffs. Um, he can win. You can win with him. And uh, with this offense, if they can, uh, you know, play to his strengths, uh, you know, everybody's talking about that. He does have some accuracy issues. Uh, he's slow to get uh, his hips through his delivery. There's a few things that in the past he showed having issues with. He, he might've cleaned a lot of that up last year with Buffalo. Because uh, I think he got better coaching last year than he'd ever had. So um, I think that everybody, you know, is screaming for play action and, and and the mobility factor. He, you know, he'll have all that. And he'll he'll add that to offense that they didn't have the last couple of years. So uh, I think he, he is definitely uh, worth uh, rolling the dice on. Um, of the guys out there, it was him and Mariota's the two I thought were good fits. So I think they got the best option at 27 years old. 
All right, we have breaking news. Then the Steelers have signed one of their own. And this is one that is going to be met with some excitement to some and disdain for others. Chuksakora 4 is back on a two-year deal. Just announced, <coughs> just came over in the last 30 seconds. And that is official. So there is an offensive lineman there in Pittsburgh that they do have another one. Now, I want to go ahead and read this real quick. It's Peter with a comment, and we need O and D linemen. You don't shore that up. I don't care who you have at quarterback. He'll get killed. What did they spend any more than $9 million per year is too much. So many holes to fill before getting future quarterback. Well, I talked to Dave Schofield today, and he is thinking that the deal is probably going to count about five and a half, six million against the cap this year, the way the Steelers structure deals and everything. And that's not bad for a starting NFL quarterback to have in there. They are going to, this is just the start of it. Draft hasn't started yet. We, the Steelers haven't drafted anybody. They're bringing Chooks back, but that doesn't mean that Chooks is going to be a starter. They're going to bring somebody in on the offensive line and the de defensive line as well. And this is breaking news from about two, three minutes ago. The Bears have released defensive tackle Eddie Goldman, who, if you remember, Eddie Goldman is a man up front. He is tough. That could be a guy on the Steelers' radar as well. You know, those big defensive linemen that they covet. Eddie Goldman would be perfect for this team to bring in. So they're not done. This is not going to kill your salary cap this move here even though we don't know the numbers yet it's going to be an opportunity for this team to bring more guys in you might not get any more news today but be patient it's a it's a two-week period basically with free agents i expect us to hear so much more going down on thursday and friday as well so what's your thoughts tony on the chook signing I mean, I'm a little surprised, uh, but, you know, with the scenario you laid out, maybe he's just being brought back just for insurance and, and they have bigger plans, whether it's being free agency or the draft, and then he could maybe be your swing tackle, which is, we know he's capable of that. Uh, but I think this, this speaks a lot about Zach Banner and what they think of him. I mean, they signed him to a multi-year deal last year and he barely got on the field and you would think he's, he's hundred percent healthy now from that torn ACL he suffered after he won a starting job in 2020. Uh, so, I mean, I think it says a lot about him that he's not he's not in their plans to, to, to be the uh, starting right tackle this year. So, uh, again, I'm surprised. But but like you said, it's not over yet. It's still early. And we have a whole six months to go, basically, until, uh, this, you know, these guys get out there for real. So there, there's a lot that can happen between now and then. One thing that drove me crazy, we did the Q&A last night and a lot of people were saying, oh, my gosh, the Steelers are standing pat. <laughs> they're not doing anything and and we have not they're just sitting on their hands right now and that just drove me crazy because free agency doesn't officially start until next week it's just the fact that they didn't make a trade for a guy and really this is how different is this than making a trade for jimmy garoppolo now i understand that this was for the steelers it was between garoppolo and between trubisky to bring in and Trubisky doesn't cost you anything as far as, 
it goes with draft picks and he's going to be a whole lot cheaper than than Jimmy Garoppolo. So what about Jimmy G here? Do you think that this is a better move than bringing in a guy like Jimmy G, Shannon White? No, I've already, I wasn't a fan of bringing in uh, Jimmy G. He uh, He's had a g- incredible opportunity for the last few years to play with a very talented San Francisco 49ers team. And if you surround him with that kind of talent, he can be successful. But I did not want him in Pittsburgh because this is basically a rebuilding situation. They're in the middle of it now, maybe. Um, but it's still a rebuilding situation, and he would not have that talent to lean on here. So I'm, I'm much happier with the Trubisky signing than uh, I would have been with Jimmy G. Um, Okaford, I think it's them bringing him back is more a sign of the way they're going to change some of their blocking schemes because they're talking about playing uh, more zone. And if they, they want mobility and we know he is very mobile. And uh, so I think that speaks more of their plans to change some of their offensive line schemes and blocking. uh, And that's why they brought him back. The Steelers are going to cut some players. There is going to be news this week of guys that they let go. And does this, Tony, you kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier when you were talking about Chooks. Do you think that this means that we will see a casualty this week being Zach Banner? Yeah, <laughs> I think I think this uh, it's not it's not a good sign for him because you know with, with Chooks struggling to you know be above average, he's had a lot of chances in his career to really improve, and he really still. A, a mediocre right tackle uh, for them to resign him. It, it tells you all you need to know about what they think of Zach Banner. So, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, they still have more plans for the offensive line as far as trying to improve it. Uh, and, and I think, you know, with, with uh, Shooks being uh, brought back, I think that's, that signals the end of, of Zach Banner. I'm not loving the Chooks news, but I get it. And I'm fine with it because of that. Let's go ahead and bring in snowman gives us $5. And Snowman is Tony. Give us your nickname for Snowman. He's our Robin Masters, our, our resident Robin Masters. And if you don't know who Robin Masters is, you haven't watched the greatest show of all time, Magnum PI. There you go. Steelers sign Arthur Mollett to a two-year deal. I always mess his name up. It might be Mallet, but I like Mollett because hmm. I know. Tony and Shannon, I had one in, in the late 80s. And I'm sure you guys had mullets. We need to see your mullet pictures. Did you have a mullet, Shannon? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Forget about Shannon. Tony, did you have a mullet? No, my hair actually, uh, when I had more hair, I looked worse. So I shows you what you need to know about my hairdo in the day. Oh, man, I had a flowing. It wasn't too long because I have this curly hair. But I, it went down to here. And it was just, oh, man, I want to bring that back. I, I just won't get employed anywhere else if I, if I go ahead and do that. And I'm talking about in my other, in my real career. Steeler Nation says Juju will stay four more years, $34 million. Gives us $2 for that. I mean, that would be awesome. I don't think that's breaking news. I, I would think that that's a prediction there. Look, I'm all for bringing in Juju bringing him back i think he solidifies that now here's a question to you fellas and juju could be a very big part of this who is the most important piece of the puzzle 
to help Mitch Trubisky on the field. I'm not talking about coaches. I'm talking about what player is he is Trubisky going to benefit most from having around, and who's going to benefit from having Trubisky. We'll start with Shannon. I think the who he's going to be the most important to his development will obviously be Harris. Uh, because I think this signifies that they're going to try to build around Harris and get that running game going. And the person that's going to benefit the most from having Trubisky will be Firemuth because I think you're going to see more play action, uh, work in the f- middle of the field more. And we know that, that uh, you know, in this offense, a tight end of Firemuth's caliber could be like a really good security blanket for Trubisky. Because he doesn't necessarily like to throw out the numbers outside the numbers as much as Ben did, so I, I think you'll see Trubisky uh, use Fryermuth a lot more. Tony, what do you think? Do you who do you think is going to benefit more from him, and who's going to help Mitch? Well, I think I mean Harris is is the new uh, the, the the new player that this offense is going to be built around moving forward. So uh, until the next quarterback proves that you, you should build around him, whether that's Trubisky or somebody else, I don't know. So I think Harris, so, you know, if he's the, if he's the player that he was last year, only better because he's, he's, he's heading into a second year, then that's only going to help Trubisky and the rest of the offense. As far as uh, uh, who, who Trubisky helps, I think, I, I think he's right now, you know, the, the most talented quarterback on the roster. Uh, so, you know, he's going to help those receivers. I mean, you know, we, we've seen them struggle so much the last couple of years, with, you know, having the, to, the, to play the short passing game, so to speak. So to have somebody with, a, you know, a, a late 20s arm, a much better arm, I, you know, Ben still had a good arm by the end, but he wasn't what he was in his prime. So Trubisky certainly has a better arm than Ben did the last few years. So that's going to help guys if Juju comes back. because He was such a playmaker his first couple of years, and then all of a sudden, you know, that, that disappeared because of the quarterback play and, and the offensive line uh, played the last few years. So I think he's going to benefit these receivers now. They're, they're going to have a lot. Uh, they're going to they're gonna have more room to to, to grow and, and, and maybe uh, more of their, their what they call it, uh, route tree to use. So I think it's going to benefit. He's going to benefit guys like Juju and Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. All right, so let's uh, we'll we'll see what happens with Juju. Not that I want to bring in a bunch of Chicago Bears, but Mark to- Tobin says this, and I love it. He was just released the other day. Uh, in fact, Tariq Cohen of the Chicago Bears, a really fast guy, great third down type of back, signed Cohen as a backup runner. I would do that in a heartbeat. That guy is sneaky quick and catches a lot of balls out of the backfield. Man, I would bring that guy in in a hurry, and he knows how to find the the end zone. So that'd be really cool. I I would love to see something like that. There's going to be some signings that are not blockbuster. They're going to be piece of the puzzle, guys. That we're going to love. We're going to end up loving. You're going to see it on paper. You'll be like ho hum, but in the long run, it'll be good because this is a piece of the puzzle team. What's the next piece of the puzzle? that needs to be brought out of the box, Tony. I think it's got to be, I think they have to figure out the cornerbacks. Uh, uh, Cause I mean, they have nobody else. I mean, Sutton obviously, but uh, Hayden's a free agent. Weatherspoon's as far as I know, still a free agent. 
they're probably not going to bring Hayden back. It doesn't look like. So are they going to be able to bring Witherspoon back? And if they do, are they going to be content with with Witherspoon and Sutton on the outside and somebody like Millette as your slot? Or are you going to go out and and sign another uh, uh, cornerback to, to play on the outside to be to be your starter alongside Witherspoon? So I think it has to be the, the secondary right now because I think because I don't think they have enough bodies. It doesn't seem. Well, Carlton Davis is going back to the Buccaneers. That happened in the last hour. J.C. Jackson looks to be signing like an $84 million five-year deal with the Los Angeles Chargers. Let me throw out a crazy name to you. Not so crazy. It's a familiar name. Shannon White. Do you think this there could be a possible reunion with a man that played here just two years ago? I believe he wore number 22, Stephen Nelson. I was not the biggest Nelson fan. Um, He had a pretty good year with the Eagles, of course. Um, But I would rather see them go after a, uh, you know, even a Gilmore uh, or somebody of of that caliber. Uh, There's a few of your – I just think this defense needs a top corner. Uh, And I don't really trust them to draft one. Um. (laughs) That might be the the only route, you know, depending on who's still left out there. But um, Gilmore is about the same age as Hayden was when they brought him in, and they've got some good years with Hayden, so they might look at Gilmore that way. We'll have to see. So let's go ahead and mention one more thing about Mitch Trubisky. I'm going to ask you this question, and if you're if you're someone that watches or listens to me frequently, you know that I've mentioned this name so much. And it's Ryan Tannehill. And with Ryan Tannehill being in the same situation a few years ago when he before he went to the Titans that Trubisky is now, do you really think that Trubisky could be that Ryan Tannehill-type player where the change of scenery just works out for him? I kind of think he can, Shannon White. Yeah, you know, Tannehill left a situation in Miami that was – it still is, uh, obviously, uh, a lot of problems going on there organizationally, and he didn't have the most talent around him on offense. Uh, he goes to Tennessee, uh, and they've just kept giving him weapons. And, you know, of course, he had Derrick Henry in that running game, strong coaching staff with Mike Vrabel. It makes a difference. I mean, you know, you're for a quarterback, he you need that, uh, the, the talent and the stability. So – I could very easily see Trubisky doing the same thing with the Steelers. Tony, so somebody just mentioned, you talked about cornerback, and Josh just mentioned, we don't draft too well when it comes to cornerback. And I'm not going to argue that one because I always do. The Steelers are never in position to draft a big-time cornerback. And I will say, Artie Burns was a reach pick because you just wanted to get a corner, and that's what they did. And that was wrong. Um, so with that being said, Tony, I'm not going to argue it. I'm going to let you argue it. Can the Pittsburgh Steelers draft the corner? <laughs> it's harder. To, it's harder to do in the twenties. I mean, it just is. Like you said, those big time guys usually are gone by the top 10, 15. Let me look at Joe Hayden was what? Number eight overall. So, you know, I mean, but I like what you said a few minutes ago about Steven Nelson. I mean, that, that's not, not something that's not it. 
a player we should scoff at. If they can mend their fences and, and you sign a Witherspoon and you have Hayden, or I'm sorry, if you, and you have Nelson as your other corner along with Sutton, that's not a bad secondary, you know, next year. So, uh, you know, they haven't proven that they can draft corners. So, but if you can get a guy like a, a Nelson, then yeah, I, I, I would be, I would be more than fine with that. I don't have to work with them. <laughs> they do. So, you know, as long as they can mend those fences, that's all that matters. Shannon, how many more moves this week that do you think are going to happen? I'm going to go ahead and make the over under three. Will that be over or under? Including signing their own guys. Um, <laughs> no, let's. I'm talking outside. Okay, I'll say under. Because uh, I would rather, again, if you can make a run for uh, Daniels, okay. uh, guard from Chicago or Corbett, uh, another guard from the Rams, uh, uh, Gilmore. You know, I'd rather see a, a, a couple of big-time guys who's going to make a real difference than I would multiple uh, picks here in the early going that are, you know, mid-range or that really don't move the needle. So, yeah, I'm going to say under. Tony, over under three. I'm going to say even because I think there's room to – to get a bring a right guard in, there's room for one more corner, and there's room for maybe even a receiver. You know, so you have uh, what seven? You figure Trubisky's going to take up 12, 10, 12 million. You have what about 17, 18 million left? You can make three pretty decent moves. So I'm going to say three. I'm going to go ahead and I was going to say three as well. So I'm going to stick with that. It's not going to be more than that. And I'm just talking this week, bringing somebody in. Now, there could be a small trade, you know, like the Chris Wormley deal that happened two years ago. There could be something like that as well. But my question now, as we wrap up, Mitch, Tony, yes or no? Was this a good signing? Yes. It, it's, the way I, it's the way I would do it. You don't have to go out and drink. And... Shannon, does this point the arrow up for the Steelers? Yes, I think it remains to be seen. But again, when you're you're talking about the, um, you know, was this a good signing or not? Uh, does it make sense? Does he fit, you know, check off all the boxes? And is it a better move than just riding into next year with Rudolph? Uh, definitely, this is a good move. All right, well, let me ask you this. I said that's the last thing I was going to wrap it up, but there's still some people that are upset about this. But what did we want to come out of today? Did we want anything less than Mitch Trubisky? Because there doesn't seem to be anything more than Mitch Trubisky unless you make a trade. And I, I don't think... And people are going to be complaining if, if you spend spend draft capital and a huge chunk of money on Kirk Cousins, on Jimmy G, on anybody like that that you trade for. If you go lower than that, if you go Jacoby Brissett, if you go Marcus Mariota, which I was fine with Mariota, but that is not that is not the pick that uh, that is not the signing that I think Trubisky is. So with that being said, I really think that this was the best case scenario for today so with that shannon i'm going to ask you this does this change anything about the draft 
No, because we talked about seeing the Steelers, you know, look in that second round if one of the guys they really like at quarterback falls in uh, to that spot. But this takes it out of the first round for sure, I, I would say, uh, because I don't think they're going to – unless, say, Willis – uh, or maybe even Pickett falls to 20, then they might have to rethink that. But I think that they're going to look elsewhere and maybe a quarterback in the second round. So it really doesn't change all that much. And and he was the, the best of what was available, uh, definitely. Tony, do you think that this makes it even more apparent that an offensive lineman is going to be picked in the first round? Yeah, because uh... – you know, I think if you they still need they still need help there, and and as Shannon said, unless Willis and, and Pickett are there at twenty, and I doubt either one of those guys is going to be there. I don't see them going after a how or anything like that. I, I think this takes the pressure off of reaching for a quarterback when you have, when you have somebody like Trubisky under contract. And I think you know if, if there's, there's still such a chance for him to develop into into a the, the real deal, the guy that was picked second overall, even if he was overdrafted, he's still a first round talent. Uh, that you know, if you bring in a, a first-round quarterback now, then basically you're sig- you're signaling that this is our guy. And sorry, Mitch, but you you really are the bridge. So if you bring in, if you you know go out there and you draft a lineman, uh, and you're you're showing it. Hey, look, we're we're looking to improve our line, and we're doing it for you, Mitch. We want you to uh, the, the, the be the best possible quarterback you can be. We're we're, we're giving you you know we're designing the offense around you. We're, we're improving the line. So I think this this makes it's much uh, more likely that they're going to go out and get a tackle or a center or a guard, somebody like that. Let me ask you this, and I'll start with Shannon. Number two rolls around, and a kid from Cincinnati, Desmond Ritter, is there. You don't hesitate to take a guy like Ritter, do you? No, no. I, I've been talking about him for two years. I think he's got the perfect makeup uh, for a quarterback you know, he's improved every year, four years straight, uh, been on in a successful program. He, he really helped Cincinnati's football program to where they were, you know, in talk being in the playoffs, uh, last year. And he is a, he's got the moxie. He's got a certain makeup to him. Um, and he has no athletic limitations. So he's definitely a guy that you'd want to pick there in that second round and let him sit there and learn and develop. I, I think he's a he would be a great option. I don't think he's going to fall that far, but if he did, I think you'd have to take him in that second round. Tony Ritter, second round. Any other quarterback second round? I mean, I, I could I could see that move. I mean, if you if you do bring a, a guy in the second round, it's not going to be as threatening to, to to you know the guy you just signed to be your presumed starter. So. Uh, I, I could see that, it, it, you know, if you draft some, again, if you draft something in the first round, that, that might like, uh, uh, screw with, with, uh, somebody said psychologically, but the second round, you know, that's not, yeah, I could see if you can, a uh, Ritter's, he's an exceptional talent. So, I mean, I, I would, I would be happy with that. All right. We've got a C nod. I, uh, C-N-O-D from Austria. What do you think about offensive lineman Raymond? That's Bernard Raymond, I think, uh, drafted in the first or second round. And once again, greetings from Australia. Gives us 499 euro dollars, and we appreciate that. Thank you, C. 
no D. Love it. Thank you so much. Um, I have no problem with Raymond. Um, love to have him more in the second round. I think that's a complete gift in the second round if you could draft a guy like that uh, for a team that needs tackles. Depends what you do in the first round. He might be a, a reach with a first-round pick. Shannon, what do you, you know about uh, Raymond? Not a whole lot. Uh, I've focused more on uh, pinning. Um, both guys have, you know, some fundamental struggles and, and technique issues. Uh, played against smaller competition. Uh, I I'm like you. I'd rather see him, uh, you know, if they trade back, maybe early second round. Uh, but at 20, I, I think that's a little early for him. Tony, do you know anything about Bernard? It's my first time uh, hearing his name. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I'll come to learn more about him as the draft approaches. But, uh, you know, again, if they went that route in the first round or because you need, you need to improve that line, you need more talent there. I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. All right. So. There's so many things that are going to be happening here. I am really excited for this draft coming up, but I'm, I'm excited for the rest of the week. Some guys are going to uh, be available. There's going to be new guys in black and gold this week as well. Um, I know that we've crowned Mitchburg, but we're going to be talking about something completely different tomorrow. So what is your, what's your gut saying? And I'll ask Tony first, what's your gut saying the next move for the Steelers? It could be an inside guy. It could be a guy from outside of the organization. It could be a trade or it could be a cut. What do you think the next move is? Hmm. Actually, I, I get the feeling uh, they're going to sign. They're going to bring in an outside corner. I don't know who uh, at this point, but it's, it's not one of the top guys, I guess. But they're going to bring in a, a, an outside corner. Because they 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 need somebody to uh, start, even yeah, if they have Weatherspoon already on you know under contract by then, I, I think I think they need to bring in a, an outside guy. So that's that's what I think is going to happen. Shannon, what's your next move? What's your guess? Hopefully, it's uh, like I said, somebody like Daniels, who's uh, the perfect age, uh, plays a, a position they need to focus on there at right guard. So I'm hoping that that it'll be. Because, you know, they can't sit on their hands because demand is high right now. And if they don't get him quick, they're not getting him. Well, I think Kevin Colbert and his gang should be going all the way up to Chicago and just hanging out there and mm. talking to a, a bunch of guys. Because there's with Daniels, <laughs> with Goldman, with Cohen, uh, with even even the fact that we forgot about um, Hicks. There are definitely players out there. I think there's going to be some cuts. I think it's Banner. I think it's Schobert. And Kevin Colbert Sr. just said that as well. I think you're going to see guys like that go. If they, the next move, I think, is trying to be a Kello Witherspoon, bring him in. Now, there's been rumors that I have not seen, but they were flashing on the live chat saying that Detroit is interested in Terrell Edmonds. And that's a guy that I thought that the Steelers would definitely be bringing back. Um, does the the Arthur Millette thing, does that change things by re-signing him for two years? Or do you still expect Terrell Edmonds to be here, Tony? I would like to see them bring him back. I mean, uh, he's a good player. Minka Fitzpatrick and, and 
apparently enjoys playing with them. They work well together. Uh, you know, he's not a horrible player. He's just not, you know, this, uh, he's not a Ronnie lot like playmaker. He's just, he's a really solid safety. So I can't see why they, why they wouldn't bring him back with this. This is the risk you take when you don't pick up the fifth year option, but hopefully they can work, work something out and, and, and bring him back and, and uh, maintain as much of that secondary as they can. Shannon, what do you think? I don't think Millett, that deal really impacts what they do with Edmonds. Um, you know, one thing about it with Tom Brady coming back, which we haven't really discussed, uh, a lot of those guys are going back to Tampa. And one of them was Jerome Whitehead. I think people was really enamored with him because he's an ex-fit guy. And they were saying, well, we if the Steelers can't get Edmonds to a you know realistic fair market deal, they go after him. I have a feeling he'll end up going back to Tampa, uh, but we'll see. But uh, I can't imagine Edmonds going from Pittsburgh to Detroit hmm. uh, unless it is all about the Benjamins. Yeah. <laughs> it very could, well could be, and that, that means Trey Edmonds will go with him. And then he'll be on their practice squad for the next four <laughs> years if that happens. So, there you go, Trey. Um, guys, I got to tell you, good show. We had talked a lot, talked a lot about Mitch. I promised you Mitch, Mitch, and more Mitch, and that's what it's going to be. He is your Steeler quarterback. He is most likely going to be wearing number 10, which I got to tell you guys, I'm scared of that. The Steelers have not done well the last 30 years with the number 10. In fact, Tony, Tony and I used to do the retro show all the time, and a number 10 that was really bad for that team in the Super Bowl years was kicker Roy Jarella. Hmm. And I think of other number 10s like Scott Campbell, Dennis Dixon. I think of, of course, Cordell Stewart, which who was good here, but didn't do everything that we wanted. Then the Martavis Bryant um, wearing number 10, Santonio Holmes having some problems with 10. Um, just uh, because his attitude got him traded for basically nothing um to the jets and don't forget uh mr electronic football number 10 which i wouldn't be surprised if he comes back because he was a college he was a college teammate of one mitchell trubisky so do we worry about the number 10 or is this just me being me well i mean if if Trubisky can take them to two uh, Super Bowl or two AFC Championship games in five years, I'd be okay with that. Or, you know, if he could throw out a game-winning touchdown in a Super Bowl, I'd be okay with that. So, you know, that, that, that's that's some of the things that the number 10s have done around here. You know, in, in San Antonio's case, he caught it. He didn't throw it. But, you know, same. You know what I mean. Yeah, and he did a lot for them to get there. Oh, uh, well, we've got breaking news. Let's see if this is anything. Um, whoa. Oh, so uh, apparently it looks like Chuksakorafor. Hold on to your hats. This is not official, but this might be the first numbers we see on Chuks. It's three years, twenty-four million. Woo! Starter. He's wow. your he's your right tackle for next year. <laughs> wow. Um. That's what the rumor is. It it does not seem official, so we're not going to uh, – we don't have enough sources on that, but that's something that has just been tweeted out there. Um, take that for 
whatever you want to take that for. But um, Andrew Wilbar on our Slack channel, just when he read that, just wrote one word, ouch. And <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Gosh, I can't even repeat what Matty Peveron just wrote. <laughs> um, I mean, I could, but I mean, the Australian guys get away with, with that cussing more than I do. But <laughs> so I... I'm hoping that that's not the case. And uh, let's forget I even brought that up because, <laughs> wow, if that's the case, I'm drinking tonight and I don't drink. So that would be a true hangover. But anyways, fellas, thanks so much for your time today. And um, so, uh, yeah, Jim Reuter's like, wait, hold up, say that again. <laughs> um, that's That's a rumor out there, but it, I don't know if that's uh, if that's well, anything official. Eight years, twenty-four for Chooks. I mean, in fairness to Chooks, he has been starting really every year since what twenty nineteen. I don't know twenty twenty. So I mean, he's he's got experience as a starter. So I guess that's maybe that's the going rate for starters now. And Shannon wants to say something. All all I wanted to say is, you know, your guest last night on the show and, and our colleague, brother Smith, Coach Smith. He said the same thing earlier on our Slack channel that he believes that Okafor, they brought him back, not just because of his starting experience, but because of his athleticism and mobility. It's kind of a signal of a shift in offensive line philosophy. So, uh, and I'll, I'll trust him on that one. Yeah, that, that is something that I definitely will as well, because Kevin being a coach, he, uh, Man, I could listen to him all day. When I do shows with him, I basically throw throw the stuff out to him and let them roll because I know I know what he's going to come up with is just going to be absolute genius. So you got to check out guys like KT Smith on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com on the editorial side. Check out Shannon White. Check out Tony Defio. Check out the Becks, the Hartmans, the Schofields. Check out the Will Bars. Check out all those guys. And check out all the Benedict. Don't forget about Benedict as well. And then check out those guys on this side of the coin too. The next show that's going to be coming your way is going to be tomorrow. It's going to be, we've, we've got a little bit of a change um, just in the schedule. We're going to have Jeffrey Benedict in the cutting room floor now at 5 a.m. on Tuesday. And then at noon, it's going to be, the live mic with Michael Beck. So just a little flip-flopping between those two. So check out those shows as well. And then you'll have the Scobros tomorrow night. There's going to be great shows all week. And guys, I don't know if you got a chance to, to do it. If you haven't had a chance to listen to Jeff Hartman this morning on Let's Ride, a very special guest, and this was a great one. LaVon Kirkland was on the show today. You got to go back and listen to that. This guy, he's a true stealer. And it's great to hear him talk about the things that he talked about. And it was awesome. So go ahead. I'm going to go listen to it again. I got to listen to it before it debuted. And, you know, perks of being the podcast producer, but <laughs> I listened to it Friday night right after it was recorded and it is excellent. I can't wait to hear it again. So you need to check that out. So for Mitch Trubisky, Shannon White and Tony Defio, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. And just when you think you've got all the answers, we keep changing the questions.
Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the hypocycloids and stay with BTSC all week long. We love you, BTSC Nation.